everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDonough! <laughs> Busted a nut in that one. Busted a nut? Yeah. Is that what was going on? <laughs> I thought you were just getting to the top of the hill or something. No. Busted a nut. That's what Good I sound like you. when I play my load. Well, oh, well, Connor, it's that time of year, fucking um, October. That means Halloween's just it's around the, the corner. the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, yeah, spooky, scary skeletons are coming out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm hyped. I love this shit. I love this time. Um, and I'm actually getting quite excited because, you know, Australia's starting to sort of celebrate it a little bit now. We're starting to get... I oh, was at Big W the other day. They had a lot of, like, fucking... Uh, Halloween stuff for your house, like if you're throwing Halloween parties, they had a lot of, you know, costumes and all that sort of shit, um, like a whole section, which I was quite excited about. I bought some, um, some like, zombie decal shit for my windows, like, they're, they're like, as if the zombie's in your window, and, and you sort of light them from behind, and it, it's like a, a little light box for your window type of thing, which I'm quite excited about putting up later today. This doesn't surprise me. You are... The biggest horror fan I'm aware of. I don't think I've met anyone as huge a horror fan as you, to be honest. You've always been a huge fan. And I'm excited for you. I don't really do much for Halloween. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty tame. I just go to Halloween parties and get drunk. That's pretty much how I celebrate. That's you know, generally generally the way to go about things. It's a fun time. I don't know what I'm gonna do for a costume though this year. I'm still a bit confused. I don't know what I'll go as. Well, um, actually, exciting times. I haven't told you yet, and I'm going to tell you in front of all our listeners, I'm looking at coming back to Gold Coast to go to the Fright Night at Movie World in a what, few bitch? weeks. Possibly on around the 24th. So Fuck yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so maybe we should go to that and possibly dress up and get all fucking crazy. Fright Night? Fuck! That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> They've got a Friday the 13th maze, which I'm really excited about. Which brings me to my next point. I've actually been watching a few like horror movies le- with you know, fucking Halloween coming right around the corner. And this whole Friday the 13th thing. And Friday the 13th is, is easily my favorite horror franchise of all time. Like, you know this. You've seen my house. All yes, the Jason Voorhees fucking I statues have I have. I went and watched one of the... <laughs> I don't know if it's one of the most notorious ones, but it's it's number nine in the series, and it's called Jason Goes to Hell. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be the final Friday. Um, it's the second time that they've said it's a final chapter. Number four was also called the final chapter, and then they went on to make 11, no, 12 of them. So If it makes money... There's one more final chapter. Yeah, there's always another one, which is what I love about this franchise is you can't you can't kill Jason Voorhees and you can't kill the franchise. Although we haven't seen one for a while. When the when the remake came out a few years ago, it didn't get a very good reception. And there was all these all this talk of a a possible sequel, but it was more gonna be along the lines of a found footage film, which I am not cool with. But I did do a quick Google before and there's there's a lot of uh, Friday the 13th 2016 um, search items. I didn't actually look at them, but they'll make another one eventually. They have to because it would be number 13 in the franchise. And you've got, you know, if you got this far with, you know, 13 in your name, you've got to make 13 of these fucking movies. Um, but hopefully the next one is the definitive. 
the, Friday the 13th. But yeah. back to Jason uh, Goes to Hell, the, the funny thing about this one is there isn't really much of Jason in there. Um, without spoiling really? too much, it basically goes in and tells you about his, like, the why he's so indestructible, and he ends up being some sort of fucking demon thing that can, like... <laughs> At the at the start of the film, a bunch of like military dudes actually destroy Jason. They blow him up, um, but Jesus then Christ. he his like his heart isn't dead though. His heart is like outside of his body, still fucking pumping away, and and he's able what? to like jump between bodies. It's just the most outrageous thing. So there's actually like it's not really Jason walking around killing people. It's just Jason in other people's bodies, and it's just the most oh, outrageous hell. concept. But it's like when you get to number nine of a series, I guess like you got to fucking try something. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, the next movie, Jason X, which is Jason in space, which is, you know, they is a joke around the things, but it actually goes back to the original formula of just Jason hacking up teenagers, which is what we come to see. We need to see him kill some people and see some titties flopping all around. And they never really seem to disappoint in that regard. So... And that's all that matters in the end. That really is. It really is. Uh, Anyway, uh, should we get on to our uh, review review of the week? Black Mass. Johnny Depp. Black Mass. And it wasn't uh, about um, a kid in Africa learning fucking mass, as you predicted. Yeah, I'm a little shocked, to be honest. I thought that's where they were going in the trailer. (laughs) Johnny Depp in uh, some very, very white makeup. Uh, That's it. The complete opposite quite, of yeah. Quite the opposite of what was happening from my end. <laughs> um, well, do you want to hit us up with a quick plot summary? Yeah. So Black Mass follows uh, James Whitey Bulger, who is known, true story, um, a notorious gang member in Boston, and it follows his sort of. It's a it's a biopic pretty much. It follows his rise and then his fall and the betrayal of his friends and. And just he crumbles. That's pretty much it. That's kind of the whole plot. It's just it's mm. a gang member who goes around and kills people. Um, and it shows the deals he made and the people he interacted with and what he did to get to where he is. And then it sh- shows his demise. And ultimately, by the end, you know, he, he gets arrested and all of his gang members get caught. I thought he was going to die. It was kind of cool, though, that he, he like, escaped in the end. He was, he was on the run for, like, what, like 20 years, 15 years or something like that? Uh, yeah, well, 1995 to 2011, he was off. So he, Jesus Christ, that's a fucking, that's 16 years. He had a good run. That's and he got caught in like Florida or something. In the car I park, think. yeah. I mean, yeah, like if you're 80 yeah. something years old, you've done well. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, done. he's done. <laughs> Take me. It fucking scared the shit out of me, man, at the end. I don't know about you, but like I got fucking uneasy. When it's just like, like it, it at the end of the film, he goes, like you see him drive off into the distance, and it says James from 1995. James Whitey Bulger has been s- spotted around the world, and I was like, oh, "Fucking yeah, hell, yeah. that's terrifying!" Like, You're like he's still that was so yeah, terrifying. He's around. Yeah, that's a classic horror film ending. The yeah. the killer is still. Still very much active, but I don't. He, he he didn't really do too much after he got away, though, did he? He, he kind of just went into hiding and. Don't like, think. Um, oh, apparently, according to his Wikipedia page, which is what I'm reading, apparently he was at large for 16 of those years that he was running around. Oh right. Okay. Anyway, I think the best, the biggest thing we should be talking about first off is Johnny Depp as Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was fucking brilliant. 
that was the best performance I've ever seen Johnny Depp play. He just killed it. It There were moments where I, well, a lot of the time I just didn't realise it was Depp. And it took that sort of meta thinking where I'm like, wow, this is really good. Why is this really good? Wait, this is Johnny Depp. This is Johnny Depp? That's kind of the only reason I'd ever think it would be Johnny Depp. He was so threatening the whole way through. He was so tense. He had that... The, the way he would just stare off at people, like you kind of knew they would be fucked. He was always so impressive the whole, like I was just scared of him the whole way through. He was a scary, scary motherfucker to be looking at. Uh, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, nah. No? Nah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't not think it was Johnny Depp the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I... I I think I thought this was one of his worst performances to be honest. I, like he obviously he definitely had moments of brilliance but like I never really got sucked into this character. A lot of it comes back to well we'll talk about it in a little bit but I I think I was taken a bit out of it by the makeup. I I kept thinking this looks like Johnny Depp with makeup on and that threw me a bit. Like it's Johnny Depp so he's all he's he's good but i didn't really feel threatened by this guy much at all there was only there was only the one the one time where i really was and that was at the um the dinner table when he's talking about the the family recipe that's the yeah that's the best scene in the whole thing yeah so that was brilliant i like if the rest of the film was like that i would be able to go with you but like this i he was i don't know i i just didn't find him threatening i i i found him like yeah, I the the movie was showing me that he'll he'll fucking you know he'll bash your head in or shoot you if you fuck with him and stuff. But like I don't know, it was just something that I I just wasn't threatened by him. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fucking pretty pretty tense. Um, I mean like I was enjoying myself that night. You know what it's like when you have a good time at the film, like at the cinema. Everything kind of becomes nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I was like, having a good night too. So I like I definitely wasn't like you know in a shitty mood when I yeah, watched yeah. it. I, I, I legitimately just thought he was intimidating. Like, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty... Like, I didn't know who was going to die and who wasn't. Like, when he kills that 16-year-old girl, that was fucking intense. Like, I was like, holy shit, that's... Yeah, I don't know. But I think when, when he killed it, like, that was good. But I guess you are right. You, you never really knew who he was going to kill. And, like, when he sort of killed her, I was like, oh, okay, so he's killing her, like... It just seemed to be very sporadic and random when who he decided he was going to kill or whatever. Like it was, it was fairly obvious. Like anybody who sort of said something about him or crossed him or whatever was gonna fucking you know be sleeping with the fishes. But I just, I don't know. Like I never, I was never like scared for anyone. Like I, there was that, there was that point with Juno Temple with the with the girl where you know when she he's like, did you say anything about me? And, and she starts like digging her own hole. Um, you know, by saying, oh, I said, no, you're a good guy. I said this and I said this. It's like, you've said too much. Like, you're going to die now. I mean, yeah. look, the other thing is, I, it's, I'm really shocked you didn't like him. I thought he was really, really good. Well, well, can we can we talk about the makeup? Can, like, yeah, the makeup was a bit on? silly. Yeah, okay, thank you. Because, like, I, I wasn't sold by it at all. And when you see the pictures of the real Whitey, you're kind of like, oh shit! Well, actually, they did do a good yeah. job, but I don't know who this guy is. I've never even heard of this dude before. Me like, so he meant nothing to me. Like, maybe in America, where he's like a notorious gangster, like people would be like, holy shit! They, you know, they went all out and made Johnny Depp look like Jack Nicholson, or I mean, Whitey. <laughs> it's like to me, that's Johnny Depp running around in some silly makeup. Like, it, 
It, did, it didn't sell it to me. Yeah, I don't know. The make, the, his nose was what got me. His nose pissed me off. His nose was the, the only thing I, I couldn't get behind. Um, it looked fucking stupid. It looked so dumb. I knew yeah. it was fake. Noses are like fake noses, prosthetic noses they put on are always obvious. Like it's always such an obvious part of your body to be fake. And it was so clear in this one. I was like, what the fuck? is this thing that I'm looking at, my good yeah, God. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really notice, too, uh, like, if I look at it now, I'm, I'm sure I'll probably notice something about the nose, but I think it was more like his massive forehead. <laughs> oh, the forehead. I didn't, nah, I didn't even bat night. That that wasn't it, something. It look, it, to me, it just looked like they put a cap on him, like, and which obviously they have, but I, I could tell it was Johnny Depp. But like, then you talk about Jack Sparrow and you talk about fucking Willy Wonka and all that. He's always got makeup on. <laughs> like, he's yeah. always got something on, but for some reason... All those other characters worked so much more for me this one than what he did with this. And I think it comes back to, like, I just don't think Johnny Depp is a tough person. Like, he's not a tough actor. To me, if they'd put somebody else in this role and maybe did the same sort of makeup effects, like a Christian Bale or even, like, a Joel Edgerton might may have been able to play this role. But, like, it's, to me... I think I just couldn't get past the fact that it was Johnny Depp, which is weird because when I watch him as Jack Sparrow, I don't think of Johnny Depp. I think of Jack Sparrow. Like he's somebody who can embody a character and embody it well, yeah. but it might be just that this was too serious. I don't know. I look, Johnny honestly, I, I was behind it. He had a demeanor about him that I was really intimidated by, but Within saying all this, there's a big issue this film has, and that's this film's story, which really isn't that fucking good. Let's no, be real here. It's very... This, um, did you find it very um, disjointed? Yeah, like, disjointed and stagnant. Like, it doesn't build and fall. It's just like a bunch of moments put to... Like, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just a bunch of short films put together. I found it really hard to distinguish what any of these characters actually wanted. What exactly. were their goals? Yeah, I, like, I, you, you kind of get... The idea that um, Whitey is just wanting to become the fucking kingpin of, but even Boston then, you don't whatever. get that. He never, but, he never no, makes that comment. He just, ex he just walks around, and occasionally some drama happens that he's involved in. Like exactly, there, nothing. Yeah. There's no tension in regards to the story, and I think that's where this falls the most. Is that it's just Johnny Depp playing, like acting. It's like a it, showcase, pretty much. It's, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing it a bunch of scenes. He's, he's yeah. just doing a showreel for himself. Pretty much. <laughs> it's, I, um, the, the biggest, the, the character that I really didn't understand what his fucking motivation was the most was um, Joel Edgerton's FBI agent. Like, why was he so intent on helping yeah. Whitey? Um, I, I, like, I, I get that I they, were, they, were ki they, were, they were friends as kids, but, like, I, I found, I was like, he's really you know, throwing himself under the bus for this guy. And what's he getting out of it? Well, like, yeah, it was, you see one scene where he get, they take him to a few parties and he hooks up with some chicks and he might, he gets some nice watches and, and clothes. Yeah. But like, like to me, that wasn't enough. Like he needed to be like a, a full partner in yeah. this, these underground operations for me to w believe that he would go through so much shit to keep Whitey's goings ons quiet in the FBI. Well, I but mean, like, what I was thinking, because you're right, I thought the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck does this guy get out of it? And originally, it's that he gets the fucking, he gets the mafia. That was the thing. And he was like a legitimate mm. agent, and then he gets sucked mm. in. And that's fine. But after he gets sucked in, there's no reason the guy gets sucked in. He could literally just be like, all right, we're done. No more of this alliance. It's over. That's right. But he just stays there. 
and like when you read up on it, what he state he was get he got paid a lot of money. Like Whitey looked after him a lot, like paid for his well, wife to fly over and shit, like all sorts uh, okay. of stuff. Yeah. And like what they never show that in the film. They show it once when they take him no. to like an island, which I thought was really dumb because I really wanted to see why he was actually committed to Whitey because he just fucking takes it like a bitch the whole the whole time. There's nothing. Yeah, and it's no not like it's should. just for a little bit. It's it's literally years that he's covering yeah. for this guy, and he the rest of the FBI are, are onto him. They all don't like him. They know that he's fucking working with him and stuff. But to me, for him to go through all that shit, it was really I just couldn't understand it. My girlfriend Beck is reading the Black Mass book at the moment, yeah. and she was able to shed some light on it. And I fucking wish that they captured this in the film um, because what happened was um, Joel Edgerton's character. What was it? Connolly John, or John, John Connolly, Connolly or something. Yeah. He um he actually just begins to idolize Whitey. Like he gets obsessed with him. And Shit. it's like, you know, it started when they were were kids. Like when when Whitey and him were in the fucking in the playground as kids, like Whitey looked after him and his yeah. brother, you know, um Benedict Cumberbatch's character. And um so he's got this fierce loyalty to him, which he says in the in the film, but you never really see why. And it's just because he actually idolizes this guy. And man, I would have loved to have seen that. Like if they could have pulled that off, I think it would have just made this so strong. And because it's too, it's it's almost too easy to just say, oh yeah, he got paid off. Like that's I've seen we've seen that a thousand times. Like for somebody to be just absolutely obsessed with this gangster guy. Like that to me is really exciting and just really disappointing that they didn't get it. Yeah, it it was that that was that's disappointing as fuck because that would have been a really good thing to see. But like that's every mm. character and no one ages in this film. That was the other thing. No, nobody <laughs> no. fucking ages. It's meant to be like twenty something years and nobody looks different. Everybody yeah. looks the exact same. I don't understand why you wouldn't age them. You put all this effort into Depp's makeup and then the rest of it is just meant to be this contemporary piece where everything's yeah. happened immediately after. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the motivation for each character is really disappointing. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is the only person in this film that has any real development where he's kind of gone from like, don't talk to me about my brother, where he sort of gets involved and then he tells Connolly to fuck off, which I really liked. I like that. Mm, mm, um, yeah. But this film, yeah, nothing happens. Nothing happens. No. People just die. And I, I think it, I think it comes back to the way that the, this story is told as well. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of you know, the it's recounts. all through the recounts of different people. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, in for it really would have worked a lot stronger if we just followed that first guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, I thought he was going to be the protagonist. They set him up to be the protagonist the whole way through, and that sort of yeah. why he's this sort of like mythical creature. He's been watching and I really liked how he was introduced and that scene where it's them beating the shit out of the guy in the car but like but then he just that guy becomes literally nothing he's so irrelevant in the rest of the film yeah Um, and I never understood why he was like why wouldn't they keep that guy that would have been a really cool thing to see him Hmm. you know being a part of all these moments well that's we just needed somebody to follow and you've you've hit the nail on the head there is no protagonist like there's no, there's nobody that we're really following. They try to make this like a strange ensemble film, but nobody has any sort of depth to them, including the main guy, fucking yeah, Whitey. Yeah. Like we yeah. don't know anything about him really. Like he, he, we, we understand that he's a nice guy, 
who helps little old ladies, but then has some notorious shit going on under underground. And I think this comes back to why I don't find him too threatening is because we don't really see him doing these bad things like the too much. Like I, I can't really think of much at all, except for him just taking out people who pissed him off. Like, is there, a, is there a part where we see him actually on the job? Uh, yeah, there's moments where he's on the, like, there's bits where he's, like, remember there's, like, a montage where they're, like, at large, and it's him, and he goes out and he, like, beats the shit out of those guys for being on their turf and stuff, and, like, it's them. Uh, yeah. But it's nothing, it's nothing major. Everything that happens is all personal, which I didn't mind, but it just made no fucking sense. Like, nothing happens. Nothing happens mm. in the movie. Nothing. And I was okay with it a little bit while I was watching it because I was really convinced by Depp's character. But that's not enough. And that doesn't make a good film. Like, they, that, that, that dining room scene, that, that scene about the secret recipe, I had seen already. It was, it, it was a trailer. Oh, really? That whole scene was just a trailer because it's such a good scene. As, as much as I've ragged on this, that scene was fucking horrifying. Like, yeah. I actually felt... Like the tension was, you could you could scoop it up with a spoon, man. It was just so well done, and he just turns it, and then when he he turns it into a joke as well, like it's even more fucked up. Like it's like that's not funny, man. Like fuck, and that guy was shitting his pants, and I loved it. Like that was that was the first time that I was actually fully threatened by by his character. Yeah, he, that was such a good scene. Especially because we like, you kind of feel bad for that agent. Yeah, he's kind of just been roped into things, yeah. It's a, it's a good moment. And the moment just after that was great too, where he goes up to Connolly's wife and puts his arms around his neck. Like, I was, mm. like, I was like, fuck. Yeah. But after yeah. that, everything just turns to shit anyway. Like, it's such a weird moment. Well, that's what I feel. I just feel like they, they, they had some, some moments. And that's, this, this movie is just a bunch of moments, like, You've said yeah. it's it's not it's not a coherent story. It's not just like a flowing narrative. No, it's me. just it's literally a bunch of short films put together. Is what it feels like. Felt actually felt like somebody else directed that scene. Uh, those then two scenes that you just spoke about. Then the rest yeah. of the film. Pretty much. <laughs> I think. I think. I don't know. It just has. It has really cool moments that just don't intertwine well enough. Everything just feels really, really weird. Um, the way it's burst out. It's really annoying, actually, thinking about it. I'm really frustrated. Well, like, oh, um, and, and Beck was, talk- it was, it was actually good going to see this with Beck because she's been reading the book and, and it all came back to, I think, just none of the relationships were as solid as, or, or fleshed out as much as they, they could have been because if we actually cared and understood all the relationships between all these characters, everything would m- almost fall in place you know, they would still need to actually have a decent story, but like it's, that would help. And I just didn't feel a lot of it. Like I understood that, um, you know, Johnny Depp had his little team of dudes who were ratting him out. I can't even remember which but one's I, which though, honestly. There was, there were two that looked the same. I didn't yeah. even, I, th- I thought there was only one like Italian looking dude. I thought there was dude. one person. <laughs> you thought this is the same thing I did. And then they show it at the end yeah. and they have like the, the recap of where these guys went. And then I was like, oh, there's, there's two different people. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. I was the exact same. I was like, what the fuck? Because one of them has a beard, one of them doesn't. I was like, what? There were two, um, two characters that I actually really did like though. Um, and I wish they would have played a little bit more with them. And one was, um, the hitman that they played by Peter, uh, Sarsgaard or however you say his name. Um, you know, the hitman that they pay off not 
to kill. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Why did he tip the cops off? Yeah, I don't know. He was. That yeah. made no fucking sense. Nothing in that. Oh, wh- what? Ah! But I really liked that character, and I really liked how desperate he was. So if yeah. that if that kind of played off a little bit more, I think that would have been fun because that was. That was, I actually quite liked that scene where he did go in as much as it didn't really make sense to me that he would do that. But like, he went in expecting to get, you know, um, immunity or, you know, getting let off from a bunch of other stuff and, um, you know, not knowing that Joel Edgerton is fucking dirty and, you know, gets fucked over. And then he's like, by the end of it, he's like yelling, I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. And can we, hold on. Yeah, this just actually, this reminds me, how fucking stupid is that scene where Whitey kills him in public, after being so fucking, you know, he has the thing with his son where he's telling him about you punch people when people yeah. aren't seeing. And then he goes, he goes and like murders him in broad daylight in front of everyone. And there's no repercussion from it. And I didn't, I didn't think he was that angry that he had to go out and just shoot this motherfucker in the middle of the street. Like, I didn't feel like he was that angry. Yeah, he gave away um, some information about him, but... This guy's like a kingpin. He has hitmen yeah, who do this shit not, for him. Why does he not get someone else to do it? It made no sense to me. And yeah, and I, if if it eventuated into something like you know, because he killed all these people in the middle of the street, he got arrested. That might have made sense to me, but it literally goes nowhere, and it's just it's just like an effective scene. Well, it tried to be an effect, like a, an interesting scene yeah, where a bunch death. of people, but doesn't fucking mean anything. It's yeah, plucked. it's it's kind of fucking strange, honestly. I totally agree with you. It's really, really weird how that worked, that scene. Um, especially in the, the kind of grand scheme of things, because you're right, it just doesn't make any sense. Especially after how calculated he's trying to be, and, and then that Exactly. They, they set up the rules of this character and break them immediately. Yeah. And, but but not, for, not for narrative purposes, it's for just the fact that, you know, oh... This just maybe looks better than him than sending him, somebody yeah. else to kill. We and it did look Johnny good. Depp. It did look good. Yeah, it was cool. It was a great scene, but it didn't, and that's what I mean. I, I really liked um, uh, Peter Sasgard in that because he was just so fucking scared. I liked it, yeah. but I just didn't feel as scared as he should have been. I don't know. Um, another character I actually liked, which we um, we saw him in Ant Man, was Corey Stoll's. Um, you know the the bald guy who comes in to take over. Um, like some FBI investigations and starts in- investigating into um, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking God, Dan. This guy just pops up, doesn't he? Just pops yeah. up. <laughs> I normally don't really like him. I, I remember talking back in um, with Ant-Man, I like seeing him on the posters. I was just like, fuck, I hate that guy. I just hate him. <laughs> you but- do. You do not like him. I quite like him in this one. I thought, um, you know, maybe it was because he was he was bringing the the whiny bitchy Joel Edgerton back into place. But I liked that scene where um, Joel Edgerton came in with like you know Mets tickets or whatever, and the guy's like, nah, nah, fuck that, and then continues to just like instead of being all friendly and stuff, just starts like hammering him with with questions about fucking Whitey and why he hasn't been brought down and all that sort of stuff. I thought like. That was a, a good piece of tension for the film as well. Yeah, he was a good he was a good moment because sort of stirred the pot. But really, at that point, the pot was so small that there wasn't much to stir. Um, it was <laughs> it nice. Was, it was pretty disappointing. I don't know. Look, I don't have anything else to say about this film. I don't I don't know what else to talk about. There not nothing goes on in this. No. Um, no. and it's really sad because we were kind of hyped to talk about this for ages. I remember 
mm. you know, this was going to be a big film. We generally, these are the sort of things we speak about for a long time, but not much goes on in this movie. Nothing not really just, happens. Yeah. Well, I guess there's the one other thing I, I do want to bring up is Adam Scott. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that all about? Why is he even fucking here? Like, what? what is, is he what trying is to, like... Turn his career around because he's got that. Have you seen the trailer to that um, that Christmas horror movie? Come, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a killer Santa Claus. Uh, Have you seen that? No. Uh, it's like Crumpin or Crumpet or something it's like that. Ridiculous. But he's um he's he's like the lead in that. And when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice comedy, a nice little you know family holiday comedy. And then it just like turns into this like killer Santa Claus story. And I'm like, what the fuck, Adam Scott? I'm like, okay, cool. And then seeing him in this. Where he's just like a nothing FBI agent with a stupid mustache. And <laughs> what yeah, the hell? I'm, I'm awfully confused. He doesn't even do anything. He's not a big part in this film at all. No. It, uh, it's so fucking odd. I don't understand. He needs to do comedy. He's so funny. I like him in comedy. He needs to keep doing that. I, like, I'm not against him doing these roles, but it's kind of like, why? Like, you could have anyone in that role. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to work with Johnny Depp. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's wrap this shit up. Give us your final thoughts, Conor McDuff. Uh, look, I really liked Depp. I thought Depp was fantastic and I thought Depp really held his own. He was really intimidating and and because it's a sort of an actor showcase the whole way through, felt like Foxcatcher um, in a way. Because yep. it's a showcase yep. the whole way through, you kind of get motivated. But this isn't up to the standard Foxcatcher was that too, at all. And because the story's so stagnant and boring, I give it a three. Actually... I really wanted to bring up the Foxcatcher comparison earlier um, because I could watch Foxcatcher and totally get enthralled in Steve Carell's um, performance as the, you know, even though he had all that makeup going on, it was like, at first I remember when we talked about Foxcatcher coming up, I remember being like, it just looks dumb. Like how, like, it looks like Steve Carell in makeup, but he was so good in that role that I was encaptured by that and just started to see him as that character and not as Steve Carell. I didn't feel the same here with Johnny Depp. I thought it was Johnny Depp the entire time. I didn't find him intimidating. The makeup was silly. It's just took me out of it. Um, And you're exactly right. This movie goes nowhere. And from what I've heard about what actually happened, from what Beck's telling me from the book, they have really missed the mark here. And it's disappointing because it is full of great performances to a certain extent all the, the the talent in this is just incredible like we've got fucking kevin bacon in here fucking juno temple you know all these great actors and actresses and it just doesn't mean anything to me because it's so disjointed and silly to me like i just i it felt like this movie was trying to be a scorsese film the departed yeah that's exactly what it was i i couldn't especially with you know johnny depp looking like jack nicholson uh, <laughs> which um, he did a pretty good Jack Nicholson impersonation, I must say. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I didn't enjoy this as much as... I think if I was able to go with Johnny Depp, I would have been able to be up on the level with you. But I'm sitting at a two. I didn't really like this yeah, at all. Yeah, um, and it's actually... Because watching the film, I was sitting there being like, oh, I, I have to like this. This is, it's, it's you know, gangster movies. They're, they're normally Oscar bait sort of shit. So they're generally fairly well made. And, you know, with all these all these performances. But I was, no, I just, I can't get behind this. I didn't like it. Yeah. So, well, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, when waiting for this to come up. 
there was there was I seen this trailer alongside um, the new Tom Hardy movie Legends trailer as well. Um, Legend. Legend. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, that looks so good. Holy shit, man, yeah. that looks awesome. I'm so excited for it. I'm probably I was probably more excited for that one, and you know Tom Hardy is is very rare that he does bad by me, so I'm pretty excited. I'm probably more excited to see that. I hope that one pulls off what I what I expected from this movie. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really hyped for that one. That one's gonna be good. That's probably just because Tom Hardy, man, fucking hell, he's such a man. Yeah. And the trailer looks badass. Like it looks it looks really good. Although yeah, then again, Black Mass looks really good as well. Well, next week, I think Legend actually comes out next week. But I did want to have a look at um, Crimson Peak. All right. So I don't know what should we do about that. This is a tough one. Delt Crimson Peak. Should we leave it up to the audience? Let's do a vote. Yeah, let's. I'm, let's I'm vote really happy. Then. This is actually satisfying. For once in my fucking life, I'm happy watching either of these films. Either yeah, of these right. will have a positive effect on my life. So fuck it, out, guys. Do whatever you want. Go for gold. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> He's fucks. not gonna win for a change. Yeah, you fucking Excellent. bastards. Go f- oh, fuck you guys every time. <laughs> Which one does Connor hate more? I'm gonna vote for that one. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Well, um, Crimson Peak looks really good. Um, I've Crimson Peak has been one of my most anticipated films of the year. Del Toro, he's got a bit of a an up and down record with me. I, I don't know. What's your what's your sort of take I've on? I've never seen on, a Del Toro film. Oh really? Yeah. You haven't seen Hellboy? You haven't seen? I've Pan's seen Hellboy. Labyrinth? Right. Yeah, I've seen Hellboy. Sorry. Okay. Um, um, Pacific also, Rim. No, I haven't seen Pacific Rim. I haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. Pan's Labyrinth was brilliant. Um, and I hope we get a little bit of that in this film. That's what I'm I'm feeling because he, he kind of went and did, you know, your Hellboys and your Pacific Rims, and I was like, that just that did. To me, that's not what he is about. He's more he can do these fantastical like worlds and creatures and stuff. I feel like that's a because when you know when he was attached to the Hobbit, I thought that was um that was going to be interesting. So. Um, this could be a good one. Yeah, but, uh, but then excited. on the other hand, we've got Legend, so it's Tom Hardy. Fuck, <laughs> what a great <laughs> week! And actually, another film that comes out, which we won't put in the voting, but um, The Walk comes out next oh, week right, as well. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So it's a good week. It's yeah, a good week next geez, week. Good film week. I'm excited. We're not. I'm actually relieved we're not reviewing The Walk. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm not gonna have anything to say about this movie. Like, no, it's gonna be I'm, like. I feel like it'll be good because it's, you know, got our boy Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who's, um, I'm a big fan of his work, so it, I, I feel it'll be great, but I just, it's about a guy walking across a tightrope, like, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. I, I don't know. Legend or Crimson Peak? Crimson Peaks? Yep. Crimson Peaks. Peak. 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 Either one. Let us know, guys. Yep. Like our Facebook page. We really appreciate the support. Aren't we on, like, 399 likes? Um, yeah, I think we're almost, we've almost hit Oh, I know, 401 likes! Hey! We hit 400 likes. We made it. Now let's get to 500. 500 likes. You could get on iTunes as well. You subscribe to us on iTunes. You'll never miss an episode. We've got fucking 57 of them now, I think. Dude, the Martian podcast is Plenty, plenty of movies out there for us to, uh enjoy with you guys um and get get in on the conversation if you saw uh if you see legend or if you see crimson peak or if you see the walk if you've seen anything fucking let us know we'll talk about it on the on the uh podcast we want to get you guys involved yes we do we want you there we want to talk with you we want to be a big happy film family that's what we want and we want you guys to be just as stupid as us so if you want to do that you let us know anyway 
Have a lovely day as always, guys. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Black Mass, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Don't Bring Me Down is performed by the animals. <laughs> <laughs>